0: Hey, this is a Hakawati production. Hi friends, welcome to the men's room. Audiobooks, tried one yet? If so, you're one of the 500 million people around the world who are getting their reading done without ever having to pick up an actual book. It's a fast growing market that's right in line with a global trend towards digital content. Physical books still represent 60% of all publications sold globally, but that's shrinking as you might imagine. The global audiobooks market is expected to be worth $3.3 billion by the end of 2020, based on an incredible current annual growth rate of 25%. In fact, this category has grown consistently every single quarter since 2012. My guest today is the CEO and co-founder of Kitab Saudi, the world's largest Arabic audiobooks library accessible through their app. The company was recently acquired by Sweden-based Storytel, one of the top streaming services for audiobooks and ebooks in Northern Europe. Please welcome to the show, Sebastian Bond. Hello, Mr. Bond.
1: Hello. How
0: are you? I'm great. You have the best name, by the way. I'm sure you hear that all the time.
1: Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Never heard it before.
0: Never, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, So congratulations on the recent acquisition of Kitab Saudi. That must be very exciting for you.
1: Yes, thank you very much. We're very uh, proud and uh, happy about the deal and uh, really looking forward to exciting times in the future together with Storytel.
0: Yeah, uh, it's a you know fast growing market. But uh, contrary to what people might think, Kitab Saudi was not founded in the Middle East. Can you tell us the story?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Back in two thousand and fifteen, uh, I was working for a, a Swedish audiobook company, not Storytel, another one, uh, targeting the educational sector. So they're doing uh, educational audiobooks in Swedish for Swedish schools, etc. And so it was. Uh, Uh, It was there I was um, traveling around in Sweden uh, interviewing teachers and uh, one of them said that uh, they would really need um, audiobooks in Arabic. Uh, Since Arabic is now the second biggest mother tongue language in Sweden, uh, the teachers wanted to provide uh, the same services or, or, or support that they do to Swedish students, to the Arabic speaking students as well. So I think this was in, in April 2015 and I, uh, I spoke to this uh, teacher the first time and uh, when she told me she couldn't find Arabic audiobooks I thought that uh, that's, uh, that should exist. <laughs> so I started to do some research trying to find uh, Arabic audiobooks on Google. We went down to Frankfurt Book Fair in 2015 to speak with, with the publishers from the, uh, from the region and pretty soon, it became clear that audiobooks uh, in Arabic wasn't wasn't a thing. You know, it didn't really uh, exist in the way that uh, that we see it uh, exist today. Uh, so you know, all of these together, you know, the, the, the potential market and the fact that you're actually providing a clear value to people uh, made uh, uh, me very excited, and uh, it's it uh, appeared as the perfect perfect business uh, to be able to combine those two and um, so therefore we we started kitab Saudi in uh, in the beginning of 2016 and uh, and here we are four and a half years later
0: so how did you end up in dubai
1: uh, i moved to dubai uh, roughly a year ago uh, since it's like the the you know one of the business hubs in the region and uh, dubai was a good place to uh be located for me, so I can uh, travel easy in the region where we uh, have our partners and customers.
0: Yeah. So first of all, I'm just I'm floored that Arabic is the second uh, most common language uh, in Sweden. That's crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. It passed Finnish in 2015.
0: Is that because of all the uh, the Syrian refugees, or what's what's causing this?
1: Yeah, mainly. I mean, you have a, a fairly large Arabic-speaking population in Sweden before as well. Uh, but then the situation in Syria and everyone that came uh, to Sweden, uh, that, uh, that was the tipping point, so to speak.
0: Yeah. So tell me how Kitab Saudi uh, became what it is. I mean, is the focus more on the technology? How do you produce these audiobooks? Is that something you do in-house?
1: Yeah, yeah, we do. So I, I think the big, uh, big difference, if uh, I mean, compared to if we would do, um, if we would do audiobooks in Sweden, for example, uh, where all the publishing companies produce their, most of the publishing companies they produce their own audiobooks. Um, so in in that case, we would build the technology platform, uh, buy the already existing audiobooks from from the publishers, and then distribute them. So we would be a uh, a pure distributor uh, in the beginning. But but when the actual audiobooks uh, doesn't exist in Arabic, uh, we needed to do everything from from scratch. So we work closely with publishers and authors who are uh, very important partners for us. And uh, uh, we cooperate with them and and, uh, produce their books as audiobooks. So we handle all the production ourselves. Uh, some of it uh, is uh, outsourced and some of it we do internally, uh, but uh, but we produce all the I, I think almost almost all the audiobooks that we have on the platform today are uh, are produced by Kidambsalty. So I mean, in that sense, it's uh, it's kind of more complicated when you need to do everything from almost everything from A to Z. Yeah, um, but. Uh, it's also rewarding because you can have uh, uh, you know, better insights in what the users do, what kind of books they like, and then uh, easily adapt the, the production style or the type of books that you're buying, etc.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So how many books do you have till now?
1: We have roughly 2,500 on the platform today.
0: Okay, and what are the books that people are reading? Um, what are you producing most of? Is it mostly educational? Because ed tech is growing now and you know, the situation has really pushed that industry. But, but mm. what's most popular right now?
1: From the beginning, we tried to have a pretty broad scope, right? So, so uh, we are not niched to a specific genre like uh, you know, thrillers or, or poetry or something like that. Uh, so we tried to, the, the, the ambition was to build an, an audiobook service for the masses uh, and and uh, because of that we want to have a little bit of everything, uh, which is what we have today. Uh, I think uh, if we look at the most popular um, authors, it's of course the, the big names that everyone knows about. Uh, like who? Among the international books, it's um, Dan Brown is very popular, which is not a surprise maybe. And uh, the popular categories are uh, self-development is popular, typical, like normal novels is also very popular. Uh, so it's uh, it's kind of mixed.
0: Kind of same as in the West, right? It's similar to what people yeah, would be reading I mean, in the West. I,
1: I wouldn't say it's a huge difference. It's, it's quite similar.
0: You're basically um, getting this content and producing the audio version Is it an expensive business to be in? How do you how do you build a business like that and and how do you become profitable?
1: Well, uh, expensive is a definition, right? It can require a lot of money, but still not be expensive or vice versa. Uh, But um, of course, it's uh, it's kind of capital intensive when you need to build your catalog totally by yourself, because it's not enough to have a subscription service. And then you have like five audiobooks or, or, or three movies you know that's not very uh, appealing for for users so in order to offer a service that it actually makes sense to subscribe to where you always can find something that you're interested in you need quite a high volume of uh, titles uh, and uh, it adds up you know the the investments needed to produce all that content uh, adds up in the end so it's, uh, it's not super expensive to make one book, but when you're, when you're gonna do like thousands of books, then it's, uh, it requires capital.
0: Yeah, so how do, you, how do you, I mean, what is the model? How do you build this model? It's a subscription-based.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly, so I mean, it's a, it's a su- subscription-based model uh, where users pay a monthly fee and they can listen to as many audiobooks as they want. Uh, we also have a free tier, uh, which has varied in size over the time. Uh, but the, the idea with the free tier is that we want to you know educate the market and, and uh, make them try and understand how amazing it is with audiobooks. Um, so we had that free tier and we still have. Uh, for those who want to listen to like more books or, or uh, the premium books who are not on the free tier, they... they either pay a monthly subscription, and then a few months ago, we also launched the possibility to pay per book. Uh, if you only want like a specific book, you can also pay for that one.
0: So how does, it com- how does the cost of, uh, of a monthly subscription compare to buying actual books?
1: Uh, I think that's very different depending on which country you're in. The same book have a different price if you buy it in Cairo or if you buy it in Dubai, in the bookstore, I mean. Right. Uh, but in general, so in UAE we charge twenty nine dirhams, uh, which I think is cheaper than most books in the bookstore. If you if you're talking about Dubai,
0: yeah, that's a great deal actually, because you you can buy like one book for that maybe. Uh, probably yeah, exactly. not even barely. right? yeah, barely. Yeah. a small paperback. yeah, so it's not a bad deal. Exactly. are you what are the, some of the challenges because we know that in this market um, a lot of people don't have you know online payment uh, capacity. Has that been an issue and is it changing?
1: I think it it uh, was a bigger issue a few years ago. Uh, I think the payments uh, are still a challenge, but I have a strong belief that that will uh, uh, develop over the next years. So I think if we're looking five years ahead, uh, I don't think that the practical ability to pay for something online will be a blocker uh, with, you know, fast-paced growing uh, credit and debit card penetration and and e-commerce penetration. Buying things online with your credit or debit card becomes more of a a habit for for more people in the region. Uh, and, And other than that, and specifically for our industry, uh, audiobooks. Uh, I think uh, building a market from from uh, the beginning is always a challenge because you know most of the consumers they don't have the behavior uh, to start listening to an audiobook when they get into the car in the morning. They put on the radio or they put on something on YouTube or you know talk to their friends. Mm. So building that behavior and and uh, Educating the market and explain the value of audiobooks, uh, I think, is, is uh, an ongoing challenge and it takes time. I mean, it's, uh, it's really, eh, you know, if you want to build a business fast, I don't think audiobooks is the best way to do it. Uh, it's, a, it's a long game uh, that we uh, strongly believe will, uh, will pay off in the end.
0: Yeah, there's little doubt of that because there you know it's all pointing in that direction. But Amazon uh-huh. is obviously the world's biggest player. They have about 45% of the global market um because they've really tapped into, you know, markets that are kind of already ahead of other parts of the world in terms of adopting these behaviors and these habits. But when it comes to the Middle East, I read that adults in MENA read about 17 books a year, which is lower than their counterparts in emerging markets. It doesn't sound that bad to me, actually. 17 books a year. That's not bad. Um, mm-hmm. How interesting is, I don't know if that makes me sound like a like a, <laughs> a non-reader, but how interesting is this region as a market for you and Storytel, the company that acquired Kitab Saudi?
1: Well, uh, I mean, apparently very interesting, uh, otherwise we wouldn't start this company because we, Kitab Saudi uh, is uh, 100% focused on Arabic and uh, I don't think that storyteller would uh, decide to invest neither uh, if they didn't think that the market was, uh, was interesting. So I mean, we, uh, we see a huge potential uh, in, the, in this market and the Arabic language. Uh, because there are, are uh, well, it's it's simply a huge market, right? and yeah. uh, And uh, with a very big potential, um, so we obviously are very, very uh, bullish about the potential in the market. You know, there's a lot of reading statistics, uh, right and left, and uh, I don't think that's super. I mean, it's not something that we look at very much. the way The way we see it, we provide. Uh, We provide knowledge and uh, entertainment in the format of of spoken audio and audiobooks. It's it's not like, uh, you know, people need to read to love audiobooks. Uh, It can very well be people who uh, don't read but for various reasons, but they really love audiobooks. Um, Or it can also be heavy readers who can uh, read uh, more audiobook more books by listening to them as well
0: here's a here's a question
1: mm-hmm.
0: does listening to an audiobook count as reading of course really even though you're not actually <laughs> reading someone's reading you a story te- like technically
1: well uh, I think so I mean it it definitely counts as uh, consuming uh literature yeah even if it's not technically reading you you are definitely consuming literature.
0: That's more accurate. So how long is the average audiobook, like you talked about these uh, Dan Brown you know, novels, like if you're gonna sit down, for people who've never tried it, if you're gonna sit down mm-hmm. and, and listen to an audiobook, how many hours are we talking about?
1: So the audiobooks on our platform varies between one and uh, you know, 25 hours. I think we even have one who's 36, but, uh, but the average audiobooks is around six to seven
0: hours. 36 hours that's cr- no, that's crazy six to seven yeah, okay but you said you have one that it's 36
1: yeah yeah that's a long one <laughs> but but the average one is uh, six to seven hours so i mean if you listen 30 minutes if you're driving to work and you spend 30 minutes commuting uh or 60 minutes commuting back and forth every day uh you could actually finish an audiobook in in uh, in a week a li- or a little bit more than a week
0: and it's kind of nice to do it that way because it gives you something to look forward to like when you get back in the car to drive or whenever you get back to it so so yeah. it's kind of like podcasts the longer podcasts are, are kind of the same thing so yeah. um do you guys have any this is a personal question from me do you have any mm-hmm. arabic audio books for learning arabic and do you speak arabic <laughs>
1: uh i my arabic is very shway shway
0: hey Anakamen.
1: Uh, Exactly. (laughs) There you (laughs) lost me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any books for learning Arabic? Just out of curiosity, since it is an Arabic uh, platform.
1: We spoke about it, but, uh, you know, it's a a platform for Arabic audiobooks. Yeah. uh, Not for learning Arabic. Yeah. So too bad uh, for us. Yeah. I mean, for learning Arabic, I think there are many other very good platforms that provides that service.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: YouTube.
0: <laughs> how do you know?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So um, we mentioned ed tech, education technology. Is this something that you're uh, focused on more now since COVID-19 and how has COVID-19 changed um, g- or grown your business?
1: Uh, well, I think the, the, just like for Netflix or any other digital service, uh, COVID-19 uh, definitely uh, makes people consume more digital services. And whether it's uh, or it moves a behavior online. So that's a, a pattern that we already see that I think was fast forward now with the, with the COVID situation. Uh, so uh, now we, we do see an increase in, in listening and more customers as well. Uh, and uh, in terms of what they li- listen to, it's, it's kind of the same. that's not a big difference. Um, so we are more focused on, uh, on uh, non, uh, non-fiction and non-fiction and like typical normal audiobooks. Uh, we do not have a, a specific uh, uh, educational Sector in the in the platform.
0: I would think that, you know, educational institutions would approach you and try to collaborate on creating some material as we face the possibility that, you know, kids and, you know, college, university students might not be able to go back to school. Um, Mm -hmm. But I guess they can still read paper books. I suppose. But there's something about putting it all, you know, together in an interactive way when you're already doing stuff online, it would make sense. But perhaps that's, uh, you know, in the near future. Um, Mm -hmm. So how will this new uh, investment Change the game for Kitab Saudi. This this new owner, basically, that's kind of taking over. They're obviously very um, well versed in in growing this type of business. What, what do you expect? How do you expect that the company will change and grow?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I think our vision stays the same. Uh, now, when when uh, Kitab Saudi and uh, and Storytel becomes one, uh, it's a it's a marriage that we recently went into. And we don't have uh, all the details set yet of exactly how it's going to be done. Uh, But uh, obviously, being a part of a bigger organization uh, opens up many uh, possibilities. There's a lot of knowledge and learning from Storytel's side after launching in, I think, I think they uh, are are present in almost 20 markets now. Uh, I guess I should know this these days but uh, but i think it's around 20 markets so obviously the learnings that they have from these markets uh, is uh, something that will uh, help us building the arabic market faster and especially for the for the users who you know uh, earlier needed if they wanted all the arabic audiobooks or they needed to subscribe to both storytelling kitab Saudi. But moving forward, when we put the two catalogs together, it will be a much better service to the users that can add more value for the same money as before. So I hope that that these things combined uh, will uh, support to build the the Arabic audiobook market faster than if we would do it separately.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I miss libraries, though. I'm not going to lie. You know? (laughs)
1: Th- That's th- okay.
0: Those were the days. What's going to happen to yeah. all those nice librarians? You know, the ones that are always hushing people.
1: Well, I don't think that, that the audiobooks are uh, in any way competing with uh, libraries or, or uh, normal books. I think it's just two different ways to uh, consume really? Uh, literature. Uh, yeah. Really?
0: I-, I don't know. I mean, you're the expert, but I feel like once you convert to you know audiobooks, you might tend to, you know, consume less paper books. I mean, how many books is one person going to consume, right?
1: I mean, for me personally, it's actually the opposite, I think. Since I started to listen more to audiobooks, I think I read more. I just do it at different occasions. Uh, when I'm going to bed, I'm, I'm reading a physical book uh, because I think it's nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I'm uh, driving or walking, I'm listening to audiobooks or podcasts. Hmm. So, uh, I mean, you could also argue that it uh, it will actually increase the general interest for uh, books in the region, right? Yeah. Uh, and then then you can have an increased consumption, an increased market as a whole, uh, which which I believe in. But uh, we'll see.
0: Well, on that lovely note, I really like that. Thanks so much for joining us. I know you're expecting a baby any minute now. Um, Well, not you you physically, I guess. (laughs) No. (laughs) Boy or girl?
1: Uh, It's a boy.
0: Are you gonna name him James? <laughs> if you say
1: so, I'll listen to you.
0: you you do. Okay, <laughs> let me know. Keep us posted. I'm sure yeah, I will. I'm sure whatever he is, he's a, a lucky kid with a dad who's uh, doing something uh, meaningful, at least for the Middle East. And uh, thanks for what you've been working on and looking forward to see where what happens uh, as you uh, move forward.
1: Chokram, thank you very much.
0: That's it everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to click that subscribe button on your way out so you'll know what's coming up next and check us out on social media. Take care.